You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 51 of the Living Brave podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. You're going to love today's episode. You can't sit down with Emily Bingham and not feel joyful and moved and empowered and inspired. Emily is my amazing client of two years. So wild this time flies. She is an extraordinary leader and friend of her move through community. She shares her journey today of young widowhood of navigating unexpected life changes, of really awakening to the potential of how we can change painful experience into purpose, how we can create community, how we can really wake up from living a life that we thought we should live and decide to create our own reality. So truly hanging out with Emily is like a cup of fresh coffee in the morning. She just makes you smile. Her bravery, her curiosity, her search for purpose really catalyzed all of the magic she created for Move Through, the community that continues to grow and expand as she does, her personal brand. She reaches millions of people on her Instagram, her TikTok communities. She has so many different programs, a growing product suite. When I first started working with Emily, she was hosting fitness classes and a self-paced course that she was really struggling to sell. She's since celebrated over six figures in her business to date. We are growing at a compound speed. We're on track to scale to the moon. She has collaborated with other women that she's met in the Living Brave community to co-create amazing programs together. Whenever we sit down, it's like we're going to conquer the world. This woman is a force to be reckoned with. I am so grateful to be in her world, to be in her corner. Please enjoy this episode. Feel free to connect with me and Emily. Screenshot the episode. Let us know what's landing. You can tag me on Instagram at Shoshana underscore Raven and at Emily P. Bingham. We love to hear like that you're listening, you know, and that we're all sitting on the couch together. That's why I continue to show up and do this podcast. And the way we organically grow is when you send it to somebody who you know could benefit, when you share it with your community, when you take the one minute to rate it on Apple Podcasts to review it. I see those. It means the world. If you're interested in working with Living Brave, you know, Emily has been through EBA, VIP work with me, one-off intensives, the leadership mastermind. Now she extended. She's in another six months of the mastermind. If you're interested in mentoring, if you're inspired by that story, reach out to me directly on Instagram at Shoshana underscore Raven. 
ShoshanaRaven.com has now most of our offers, but we're really people centric. We love speaking with you. We have a ton of really exciting things coming through at the forefront. So definitely stay, stay plugged in. You mean the world to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy this episode. Here in Denver, Colorado, with the one and only Emily Bingham. <laughs> this is too much fun. Um, I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, me too, Josh. This is just it's kind of crazy it because is. when we first when we first connected is when you actually asked me to originally come on your podcast. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like forever ago. Did yeah. it did I reach out first about being on the podcast? Yes. And then you were like, Who is this girl? Yes. I didn't even have a coaching business okay that's pretty amazing you know what's really cool is we get to do in-person stuff so I don't know who does that anymore but we get to have our sessions in person and we light up that cafe we really do yeah we do Novo coffee every time so it's so fun everyone's like what are these ladies on they're gonna conquer the freaking world when we have our sessions together it's like what just happened in 45 minutes 50 minutes so so good here we are and I'm so honored to have you as a guest on living brave it's gonna be so fun because Emily like and I say this all the time but when I talk about what I do in living brave and the women that I support and what we're all about it's like women with big missions and movements and they want to shift paradigms and have stories that are maps for others. And like, you are always the person that I source of like, well, who do you work with? And I, I tell the story that I was on, I was on a first date with, with someone. They were like, so tell me, you know, he had a very traditional job and he's like, tell me what you do. And I'm like, I do business and leadership coaching for women. He's like, yeah. So what kind of women do you work with? And this is a very corporate man. And I'm like, birth doulas, <laughs> grief coaches, and he's like, <laughs> sensuality guides. And he's like, oh, well, I guess it pays the bills, huh? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And that's always one of my, my favorite stories to source. But anyway, you come up as like, what you do is just so important and it's so unique. And I know when we first started together, so that was January of 2021, I'm in a a mood today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When we first started together, you had moved through Mm -hmm. and you were teaching workout classes in the lens of helping people move through their grief and move through emotions. Right. Do you want to tell us how actually, you know, what I love on living brave podcast is taking us to a pivotal point in your journey, in your story, where like everything kind of shifted for you because there's so many pieces of our story. So if one comes to mind first and you want to share that with us. Ah, oh my gosh. There's so many. Am I good in terms there's of my space? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, definitely what kind of brought me to you is the pandemic really. Yeah. 
I had been teaching classes at my spin studio. Um, they were called like intention-based workouts. And um, that's really how Move Through started was, was a workout at my spin studio, or maybe it was outdoors where I'd get a group of people who'd experienced a loss together and loss meaning a death of a partner, death of a parent, whatever, whoever it may be. And um, we would go into a room and turn out the lights and turn on music. And I would guide them through a workout that would allow them to just feel whatever they needed to feel um, as opposed to having to talk about grief, which was a really, really cool experience because sometimes you don't even know what you're feeling. Yeah. So it's just nice to be able to go into a safe space, to be able to ugly cry, to fall apart, to whatever comes up for you and to just be witnessed and held with no judgments or expectations. So that's how it started out. But then move through started out that way. But then once the pandemic hit, you know, everything shut down, fitness Mm -hmm. shut down. And I decided to take all of my programming online, which meant starting an online course. And I like just dove in head first, busted out this course that was like eight modules long. I think I produced over like 50 videos for this thing and was so ready to launch it. And when I launched, it was like crickets. Oh yeah. (laughs) We all know the feeling, right? So your first launch, you've never run a business before. You're putting yourself out there for the first time online. You don't have an entrepreneurial community or a mentor who's like, this is normal. Your nervous system is totally deregulated and you believe in what you're doing, but also it's like, you're doing something that's never been done before. No one gave you a certification to create move through. So that moment can be so. Yeah. So that's when I was like, Oh God, I like, I don't really know what to do. And I had been, you were kind of in like the corner of my eye talking about heart-centered business. And that phrase really stood out to me because I was like, yeah, like I had been with working with some other mentors or just trying to do the normal like business stuff online that had a lot of like over, over the head, like salesy type marketing. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work for what I was trying to, to share with the world. Right. And so I I thought I loved how you talked about heart-centered business, business leaders. And, um, and then obviously things were working for you because you were talking about how, you know, you were making money. And I was like, wow, like that's, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, I so contacted you then. And I was yeah. like, we're Let's totally together. <laughs> yeah. We were totally different versions of ourselves. It's just so beautiful, you know, to look back, probably watch one of our first sessions would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. EBA time. Yeah. Well, um, your story, like, I want to hear all about your business growth journey and, you know, impacting thousands of people, millions of people see your videos, you know, have a whole products. We are just like, we're just getting started, which just gets me so excited. I could cry yeah. thinking about it, but you know, before this, like when we talk about our story as a map for others and like the pieces of our, our journey and of our hearts, like us just being our own testimony and just seeing you in the past, you know, year, year and a half, but like more so, you know, you had shared at the retreat when we were all speaking, like this whole world of personal growth and development, like, it seems like for some people, it just kind of gradually sneaks up on them or like they were introduced to it as growing up. But for you, it's almost like was this radical shift and wake up Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) on your journey of like seeing your life as something that 
you know, you, you didn't think, you know, almost like when the unexpected happens and we really need to cultivate a relationship with the unknown. Would you be open oh, to yeah. sharing about that? Totally. The relationship to the unknown has been a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So what Shosha is talking about is, um, man, when we were on the retreat, I was just blown away by how everyone was so consciously aware of themselves and their own personal growth and development. But for me, I had been living my life according to what I was told by my family or by society or, you know, whatever. I just thought happiness, success, fulfillment looked like that's how I was living my life. And so I, I was married. I married my college sweetheart. Um, I had two kids. We had a home. We were like just getting our, our life kind of started. And, um, I, my, my husband had been, had been diagnosed with cancer, um, earlier on, but I just did not think that it would metastasize it. I thought it would just be like one little tumor. He'd get it removed and be done, you know? So, um, anyways, he, after like shortly after I found out that I was pregnant with my, um, second son, my, or my second child, um, we found out that my husband had cancer heard that his cancer had metastasized. Right. So, um, kind of long story short, he ended up passing away um, 15 months later and kind of leaving me with two kids under the age of three. And I was 32 years old. And I felt like I was like the only widow out there, like mm-hmm. within my circle of friends, like nobody knew any other widows my age. And I always, you know, you used to think of like old people dying. You never think of young people until it happens to you. So that was kind of my um, awakening moment because, you know, according to society standards, like my life had become a living tragedy. Like everyone always says like, Oh my God, I can't imagine like, and it's because we can't, because we aren't taught to think about the bad things in life that can happen as well that are actually, once you open your eyes to the suffering that happens in our world, it's like, you're not, you're not alone. Right. Um, but this whole journey has really forced me to let go of all of the shoulds to really deconstruct all of the conditioning, um, around how to live my life and really tap into my own truth Mm -hmm. and trust in my own internal knowing that I've been so disconnected from and create a life full of meaning by my own standards, Mm -hmm. which has been, I mean, I'm just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) You are just getting started and it's just, you know, so many people look at you and your strength and your resiliency and how you carry yourself and what you've been able to create, like, you know, starting living brave was really, you know, I was talking about shame and HSV and alchemizing your shame into your power. And for me, it's like that journey of grief into purpose. And I know what that's one of your programs, right. From Mm -hmm. pain to purpose, but turning this into something that has meaning and that other people can find strength from. And I think it's really hard, you know, and you and I have talked about this and just the different stages of the journey and clients that you work with, Mm. you know, I hope that you like cats. (laughs) 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 You just made himself at home. (laughs) Stevie Nicks. You know, the clients that you work with, like to get from that space, you know, maybe feeling like I could never imagine that or it happens to you. And like, how could I ever come out from this? And then to feel like empowered to create a community, to create a movement around it. And for you, it it seems like that moment of experiencing that really deep loss was like a realizing that 
you wanted to choose your life and almost a subconscious understanding that you hadn't chosen a lot of things. Yeah. That makes, yeah, that, that sounds really about right. Yeah. I just remember kind of just being really in shock and like numb to the whole thing for a while, even though Ian had had cancer, you know, for a long time. Um, but still just see like the actual act of somebody passing is just like, it's really hard to fathom and understand until you're actually in it. Um, but as I started to come out of that fog of, you know, of, of Ian's death, um, I started to get really curious just about grief and loss and start to learn about other people's stories. And I, all the stories that really spoke to me were the ones about resilience and, you know, like learning about like the founder of like mad mothers against drunk drunk drivers, um, you know, who she lost like her son to a drunk driver accident and then started the the, the foundation, but, or the program and, um, other people who've done really amazing things after going through something really hard, um, widows who, who who've gone on to write books or mm-hmm. start their own businesses. And, um, those were all the stories that I really resonated with. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I gave my pain mm-hmm. more of a purpose. So you, you, people experience a loss and their lives can feel really meaningless after it's like, well, why should I keep going without my person? Um, especially with spousal or partner, partner loss, um, because your lives become so intermeshed mm-hmm. in one and a lot of your dreams become shared dreams. So once that person dies, you lose the, the dreams Mm-hmm. along with them. And so, yeah, I had to kind of recreate my own dream and my own purpose and helping others was a really beautiful way to help me process my own loss and recognize that in sharing my pain and sharing the lessons that I've learned along the way that I could help and really mm-hmm. inspire others to do the same. Yeah. So you're amazing. It's been cool. So much. Yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool. <laughs> like, which is such a weird thing to say about someone dying, but it's like there is good that can come yeah. from bad. And I used to want to hide that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was going to be my question is like, there's so much, you know, that goes into that. But like, part of the journey that's been like maybe most surprising to you? Definitely the growth. Like, I think when I, when, Ian first passed away, I never would have thought that, I mean, I did believe that my life was going to be a tragedy. And I remember him having cancer and like, we would just get more bad news and more bad news and more bad news from every doctor's visit. And I would think ahead, like my brain would go there and I'd be like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like mm. life, you know, like the life that I know and loved is like slowly just like falling apart. And it was really scary and awful for a long time. So I think, yeah, now that it's been three years and seeing all the, all of the good that has come from it, um, not to minimize the fact that Ian is still gone. And that's something that's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, how do we hold both mm-hmm. of those, you know, hand in hand, there's duality in that. So that's definitely been probably one of the su- most surprising things is just all of the growth and the good that has come yeah. from this as well. Yeah. And I see that so much in you and the permission that you offer your people, right? And that we speak about a lot is like honoring duality and also seeing a really uh, beautiful thing in sadness. And I know you just shared a video with, uh, it was one of your kids and I had asked like, you had asked, what is that feeling like mm, when I'm missing yeah, daddy? Yeah. And they said, love. love. 
Yeah. I asked, I was talking to Theo and Izzy, my four-year-old and six-year-old about grief and trying to educate them a little bit on just what that feeling is. And I said, you know, that feeling, um, that when you're missing daddy, do you know what that's called? And my four-year-old pops up and he just goes love. And I was like, yep, because I believe that grief is love. Yeah. And, um, even though those emotions are all really hard, the anger, the sadness, the guilt, all of it. It's like, they're all attached to something greater than that, mm-hmm. which is the love for our person. And yeah. And what a gift to access that, you know, yeah. and to access an abundance of feeling and to allow yourself to like feel deep sorrow and deep pain and deep, you know, and that's love, you know, and it allow is. yourself to just be so vibrantly expressed and to shine and to be joyful for no reason at the same time. And I, you know, just in knowing you and and working with you and being so close to you, it feels like that first, that's always what you've emanated. You just have such a radiant energy. And I think you've let yourself be seen in that Mm -hmm. more, you know, and we were talking about it, like for a lot of people, they're going to be like, Oh my gosh. And there's so many people talking about you and sharing your work. Like there's this amazing woman on the internet (laughs) and she's just like, I've never seen something like it. And I'm like, M there's going to be one person for every thousand people who are like this woman dancing on the internet, (laughs) you know, talking about grief is the most annoying thing I've ever seen, you know, like that that's also part of it. And that like journey of allowing yourself to go first and be witnessed because, you know, you did see other Mm -hmm. people creating businesses and writing books. And it, it is like, even for me, you know, seeing the first person, seeing a Ted talk where someone was like really powerfully owning HSV and it planted a seed for me. Yeah. You know, I was like, I can't imagine doing this, but it was like, I knew there was this like feeling like, oh, but I can, like we're maps for others, celebrating ourselves, sharing our wins as much as they can be confronting. It's so permission giving, you know, and knowing that so it will be rejected no matter what. So we might as well be the fullest expression of ourselves, but I'm really curious, yeah. like, what are you currently on the edge of and how has your platform, you know, evolved as you've allowed yourself to, I know we've explored like, Hey, what's on the other side yeah. of grief, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This has been a really big one and it's been so helpful to have you and the community yeah. supporting me on this journey because there was a time where I was really conflicted because I felt like I needed to be talking about like the early grief content. I needed to be talking about all the sadness and the heaviness and how hard it was in order to relate to my audience. And, you know, here I am three years later and I'm actually experiencing more growth, more light, more um, of this like awakening. And it doesn't mean that I don't have those feelings because they come and they go. There's still absolutely grief. But I also want to talk more about this other um, and I don't know if other side is the right word because I feel like it's all just so fluid, but just this other end of the spectrum going through adversity and really embracing your grief can, can wake you up to. So where I'm at now is that I, you know, it's been a process for sure of allowing myself to share what feels really true and what feels really aligned for me and kind of testing that out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, though, like through all the work that we've done together, I've just gotten to a point someone's not going to like this content. And if they unfollow me, like that is okay. Cause there are going to be 10 other people who just get so fired up by it and it's going to be right for them. So yeah, it's been 
such a journey of allowing myself to speak my truth as opposed to conforming to fit someone else's or to try to fit what my audience needs. And that's been a huge shift for me. Yeah. And it's so permission giving, right? It's like, we started this business and this movement as like an extension of our story, of our truth, of our Mm -hmm. heart. And then you get to this point with a personal brand that it's almost like you, you fear changing and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I am not conforming now to this thing I created. Right. Right. Like, and it gets to grow and it gets to evolve and it gets to change, you know, while it, it maintains that same thread for you. So it's been super exciting to just see you and, and your journey. And I know that you've you know, you get messages every single day from people outpouring how grateful they are. And I also like, I'm just so, I'm like deep in your comments sometimes too, because the stuff that you share, I'm like, this is so thought provoking and so encouraging. And like people are sharing their hearts and sharing their opinions, yeah. you know, yeah. how has that journey been for you? And I know that we've walked through a lot yeah. of this together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's the comments have really played a major role in the journey more so than I thought that they would. And it started early on because, you know, I would write how I was feeling and then people would comment on it and, you know, they would say, wow, this is really helping me. So it was, I didn't realize it at the time, but they were witnessing my grief. So it was therapeutic for me. Right. And then by telling me that it was helping them, that's kind of what catalyzed this whole thing Mm -hmm. is that, wow, like I can, I can create impact by sharing. But recently yeah, like people will give me their whole like life story, their whole loss right there in the comments. And what I love about it is that that's offering them an opportunity to share and to be witnessed and to be held by a community. Not all of the comments are kind comments. Some of them can be quite like hurtful at times. And, you know, when that happens, I... I kind of have like a rule. If there's going to be like a troll on there who's just trolling for no reason, then maybe I don't like respond to them. But if there's someone who really is stating an, a different point of view, or they're just saying that's kind of something that's judgmental, like I will take a moment to to think about it, and um, maybe I need to get some of my feelings mm-hmm. processed around the whatever they're saying. And then I really do take the time to respond because yeah, there's a lot of just hurtful things that I see happen within the community. Like, you know, we live in such a grief averse society. And so, you know, even the other day, I'm just going to say it out loud. Like I had a comment, I, I, I was shared about my recent breakup and someone, um, wrote, you know, if my husband died, I don't think I would ever go on to date someone. And I'm like, I get like what you're saying, but at the same time, like that can come off as like a really judgmental comment. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of explained, like if I have an opportunity to educate someone around like why this could hurt or why this is offensive or why this just isn't supportive um, to try to change their perspective, then I definitely take the opportunity to call, call them out and name it. And not in a way that's like, oh my God, you're wrong. It's that, Hey, like you don't know, like this, how could you know? And I think something like this just gives us so much more compassion. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, even looking back on places in my journey where someone is choosing a certain lifestyle or someone's going through something and it's like, we think we know, but we don't. And I never write anything off now as like bizarre or out there. It's like, I could be preaching this tomorrow. I have no idea. You know, or like, what, who am I going to be? And almost being so open to your own, like open-minded, curious, you know? And I feel like 
that is one of the most underestimated leadership qualities is just to like be open to feedback, to be kind, to be open-minded and heart-led because it's so easy. I think when someone is and be ignorant or rude or whatever yeah. it is to just say like, you know what, screw them. And people will say that, right? Like that's yeah. so hurtful, you know? Yeah. And when we can just like treat people with love and actually be like, wow, I, I can see where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. I'd love to have a conversation. Like that's what thought leadership yes. is. And I'm like thinking about your first testimonial from EVA, which was amazing. You know, my dad commented on it. He's like, oh my gosh, that Emily is just so vibrant and amazing. But you had said like one of the big takeaways was like really claiming leadership. And I think like to claim leadership, we have to really embrace like what that actually means, you know, Mm. which is like being brave enough, which means we still feel fear Mm -hmm. we're imperfect, but to go first and to start conversations and to lead a movement and hold a vision for yourself and the world and your community. And I've just seen you step into that, like so beautifully. Well, that's what I love about working with you though, because I've had a couple of moments where I've been like, Oh my God, I just want to like rip this person's head off. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) we're not going to make her wrong. Like, let's like get curious about like where this is coming from. And it is, it is true leadership and it's not only leadership in business, but it's leadership in life. And I value that so much. So thank you. Well, I love you. <laughs> well, I want to know, uh, like, what are you most excited about right now? I'm I'm excited about my new program. Like, I'm excited about talking about the light and talking about yeah. the purpose and continuing this like awakening for myself and sharing more of that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just I I'm excited for for more flow. I'm excited for trusting in the unknown, all of the things that we talk about in, in the container, but really just like having so much fun with mm-hmm. my business. It's been such a journey. And I just had a recent, just total, like temper tantrum. Oh my gosh. I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> but like, I like literally, but when you're like, I'm so sorry. I'm feeling so much better. I'm like, yay. You know, like, that's what yeah. I'm here for. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like how we, we externalize our worth and we get so attached to the results and the timeline mm-hmm. and all the stuff. And it's like, once we remove all of that, it's just like, oh, and get back to our why. Like, yeah. that's what I'm excited about is just being so tied to my why sharing authentically from my heart, bringing into this new, like mastermind that I'm going to launch to help people do the same thing that I've done, turn Mm -hmm. their pain into purpose by creating whatever they want to bring into this world. Maybe it's a coaching program. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's a a blog, like whatever it may be, like helping them build that community and create Mm -hmm. their own movement to through by after going through something like a a death, Mm -hmm. at least for now, we'll see. Maybe I would love to see broader conversations around grief in terms of the fact that we all experience grief. Mm -hmm. We experience it with every life transition. We experience it, you know, with people who are living, like, you know, I have people text me and say, I broke with my boyfriend. Am I grieving him? And I'm like, absolutely you are. It's been so amazing to have you in every single program that you've been a part of that I can't keep track of. (laughs) (laughs) We're the same. We just like to have lots of different offers, but you know, whenever anybody's going through a breakup or a loss, it's like, you know, I look to you and you're just this source of guidance and wisdom and inspiration. And I'm just so grateful that you allowed yourself to step into that. 
And that's still been, you know, an underlying fear is like, who am I to do this? Mm, And it's been a big one. Really just knowing that as long as we are who we say we are, you know, and we we're not hiding anything like, Hey, I went through something and I've walked myself through this and I've created this and I'm pretty damn confident. Yeah. I can help people on that path too. Like there's nothing yeah, that is, is to hide, you know? Yeah. That was a huge, um, mindset shift that I had to make for myself because in grief, you do have a lot of people who have PhDs who are licensed clinical social workers who, you know, have all the certifications. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, who, who am I to be telling people how to do grief? And then there's this whole thing that, you know, there is no right or wrong to do grief. And I totally believe that. So I've totally, I've owned who I am. I I understand now exactly Mm -hmm. what I do. And it's, it's been a journey in itself. Absolutely. But, you know, I've had moments where people have pointed out that I don't have the credentials and Mm -hmm. you've walked me through how, how I can use that opportunity to strengthen my core Mm -hmm. and to fully embody like what I, you know, who I am and what, what services I provide. And like, people don't work with me because I have credentials. They work with me because I've walked myself through this Mm -hmm. and I'm creating spaces for them to connect with other people. I'm allowing them to like feel their feelings, to have their grief witnessed. And then when they're ready to give them the tools to make the mindset shifts, to look at the loss through a different lens so that they can move forward in a really meaningful, significant way. Yeah. 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 And we get to, you know, we are always growing. We're always getting better at our skill set. We're always becoming better mentors. And I know you've like continued to pour into yourself and just there is no better testimony than you and your clients and what's happening in your programs. And even hearing like, yeah, so many of your clients just going through every single program. And then you teaming up with Michelle, that millennial therapist shout out (laughs) and doing like, that's one of my favorite things to see, you know, that's my dream alive, right. Mm -hmm. Is my clients collaborating together and she's a dating and relationship coach and her and M did a dating program for widows mm-hmm. and, you know, just getting creative and having your motherhood program yeah. and being able to just have no rules on what you can put out into the world. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. super cool. It's kind of a problem for me though. Cause then I do everything. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're currently working on. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hear you. I'm so curious when it comes to like this whole journey of entrepreneurship, which like in our world is a spiritual portal and a personal growth journey. Like when you were looking, like we even talked about from the beginning or even along the journey, what you thought you needed or what you thought it took and almost like things that surprised you about this business growth journey or, you know, your biggest like takeaways from building to where you are, which we could just celebrate. It's like out of this world, exceeding what you maybe even believed was possible a year and a half ago. And now we're like, okay, there's no limit, you right, know, and actually right. being able to embody that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I thought that I needed. I think for me, it was, it was really around like all of the credentials probably mm-hmm. more, but it's, I think it's more what I thought <laughs> I didn't need <laughs> because the mentorship has been a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, so I do know. So I think when I went into this, you know, I went to University of Denver business school. Like I have a marketing degree. It's very much like, these are the steps. 
mm-hmm. that you need to do to like achieve this outcome. Right. And, you know, you see, I, I think I've even purchased a couple of different just online courses around like, all right, like if you do this, you do that. And then you get these, these results, all oh the like my. plug and chug models, oh, like yeah. all the spreadsheets, all the, this, all of that. And like, very like masculine approach mm-hmm. to like business and how this is supposed to work. And yeah. And then I like started talking <laughs> or like entering your containers and it was like all the other stuff that is like that much more important, mm-hmm. <laughs> like where I probably would have quit like several times to have the mindset to get back to trusting in mm-hmm. the long-term vision and recognizing that the ebbs and the flows are just part of the journey Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I love again, like the idea of just having more fun with it. Like that's what you need for like sustainable business growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not like the quick here to, you know, here's how to do it guide. Yeah. And that's, I think what I was kind of like looking for. And I, and it's interesting too, now that I think about just how I was raised, it's because that's how I was raised. I was told how to do things like, mm-hmm. here's what you need, check the boxes and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And this is such a different approach as yeah. to trusting in the unknown and being creative. And yeah, it's not like we don't do the thing. It's like we, our work gets to be like, Oh, what's a fun, like event that we could have. How could we workshop this launch? Like what feels exciting for us? Like, how can we do it in a way that no one else has done it? What are some cool angles here? And there's no way to checklist that. No, no. I mean, you can give I think you, we get like parameters, but like, or ways to think about it, things to inspire our creativity, Mm -hmm. but it's not, yeah, it's such a different approach. And I think for me, like, that's exactly what I need to, to run my business in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like when people work with you because of what, you know, right. That's a different model. Cause then it's like, well, then we want to really show them we're the expert and we want to speak to them and make them feel like they need us. And you know, when we have a truly heart-led business where it's like your clients love you, they're going through the same programs. We have this like multidimensional relationship. Mm-hmm. We get to go deep with the same people. It's an extension of our heart. There's storytelling. That model doesn't work because it's like people want to work with you because of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so we work on who we are Yeah, and you can't fake that. Yeah. It's like people feel who you are behind the words. Definitely. And it just all becomes more easeful. And it's not that we don't stray, right? It's mm-hmm. just that you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the most beautiful Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. It just feels good. I always tell my mm-hmm. clients because we um, talk about our emotions as like good or bad, like we qualify them, mm-hmm. which it's like all emotions are relevant. And so I say, like, if it feels true, if it feels aligned, then it's naturally going to feel good, mm-hmm. like in your body, yeah. as opposed to trying to make it mm-hmm. good or bad in your mind. Yeah. It's like whenever a client's stuck in a limiting belief, it's like, or just something like negative, it's like, how does that feel? And usually it feels constricting. It's like your body is so freaking intelligent. It's so intelligent. Yeah. It knows, <laughs> you know, it absolutely knows. So. Yeah. What an honor and a privilege to work with you and to have you in my life and to have you as a lighthouse for so many. Yes. I feel the same way about you. Thanks for, (laughs) thanks for being who you are. Do you have any, you know, last words for anybody who's just so inspired by you? Um, like what's real for you today? What's real for me today? (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
I feel like I'm in a total like rebirth right now. I went on the retreat to Columbia with you, which was amazing, which was like part of that. We got to really see each other. We got to dance salsa. (laughs) I got high by accident in front of all my clients. There was nudity involved. (laughs) Emily's naked. I open my eyes and I'm still not big and Emily's naked. I'm like, something's going right on this retreat. This is a success. It's worth everything. It was amazing. (laughs) But I just, I think what's alive for me is just how like big this journey is and in both terms of business and in my own personal grief and in life. Mm. And I'm just really excited to continue uh, like excavating and exploring all of the layers and getting deeper and deeper to my truth and to, and to sharing that with, with the world. Like I, I just created a TikTok today that just felt like so mm-hmm. aligned and it was just like, yep. I just, it took me like five, the inspiration was just like right there yeah. and just tapping into more of that and be being able to share about the light in a really true authentic way. And I mean, the, dark, the, the grief never goes away. And like, I was just in a really hard place yesterday and the day before. And I'm only here today because I went through that. Like it was like, it was an emotional purge. Like it was a portal. And I, I think that that's what these experiences offer us. And it's Mm -hmm. not bad. It's not wrong. They, they just are. And like, it's a journey through, mm -hmm. like it's a journey through it's a practice. Mm -hmm. Like you can't skip it. And, and so much is, a practice of being right. Because when you're around people and it is who you're around, right. And the conversations you're a part of. Yeah. For me, I get more and more and more and more embodied and there's more and more and more of a flow. My programs, I don't have to, you know, prepare as much. I get out of the shower and I'm like, why don't I just post a reel, you know? And so when we all get to be in the same room together and there's just something that happens that like, you can't really explain yeah, in words. It's like, I'm different after, after we're being together connecting with you. Yeah. And yeah. that's how I felt after Columbia, I went there. Mm. So I'm, I'm a mom, you know, that I'm a mom with two kids and I never get any alone time because of, I don't have a husband except now right? for the beautiful alone time you make for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm carving out more, <laughs> but I went into Columbia thinking, mm, I don't know, like it'll, I'll see who these girls are. Like these women are like, we'll see. I just really want to read a book on the beach by myself. And I get down there and I'm like, Oh my God, these women yeah. are fucking amazing. I'm yeah. so inspired. And I feel the same way with the women in the mastermind too. It's just, yeah, just by being in each other's existence, we get to be changed for the better, which is so cool. Yeah. It truly is amazing what happens when we can collaborate and support each other and lift each other up. You know, it's, it's our natural state. Yeah. It's, our natural it's amazing. State. Sisters. Yeah sister, the sisterhood. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Really beautiful. Well, thanks for being here. Em. How can we connect with you for our podcast listeners and our beautiful Instagram listeners? Yeah. You can connect with me at move through That's T H R U. I'm on Instagram, Emily P Bingham, and then TikTok, Emily underscore moves through underscore grief. They'll probably be linked, but yeah, yeah. Hit me up. Yay. Thanks for being here. We love you.